0: And yeah. Welcome into the 60th episode of 11 Personnel. I'm Nick Rouch with Adam Luckett, and uh, it's it's e60. We're ESPN now. Congrats, Luckett. We did it. Feels good, doesn't it? It's well, a relative term. We're <laughs> we're we're later in the week than normal because I was not feeling good. I uh, actually have a cough drop in my mouth now, so if you hear something funky, we're just you know we're we're playing hurt, okay? We you know getting getting all the the jitters out of our system.
1: I know the cough drop feeling. We remember
0: on my, our combine trip, I was eating those like candy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you really were. I'm doing the same thing now because yeah, like, if I really don't, then I'm not. I can't really swallow, so it's it's been a it's been a week, but uh, you know we're we're trudging along. Luckily. We had some football to watch over the weekend, Adam Luckett. And you know what? I don't think we need the the Big Ten because we got the fun belt, baby. <laughs> how much how much fun was that, Luckett? That
1: was – uh, it was, they. I mean, they owned it. They owned the whole day pretty much, at least that noon hour. We had Louisiana, Iowa State, which a lot of people I think thought could be um, an opportunity. But Arkansas State beating Kansas State, I think, surprised a lot of people. And then they had that thriller UTSA, um, UTSA Texas State, excuse me, which was just an an incredible football game, going back and forth. It it, it was a if you like do the college football experience through Twitter, mm-hmm. where you're watching the games but you're also keeping eye on Twitter, see if you miss anything or whatnot. Maybe you need to flip over this. That's what that's what that was made for, because. Yeah. How many times you gonna know, watch? You know, even in a thin slate like, like this, like Texas State, UTSA on ESPNU, then you find out, oh, well, this game's kind of crazy, and then it just builds on the crazy, and it ended up with a, you know, missed
0: kicks, punt return touchdowns, just all kinds of nonsense. Well, because even for a guy like me, UTSA versus Texas State doesn't never enters my radar. It just doesn't. So. I experienced it through Twitter initially just to like find that the game was happening because at that time, I think we were in that Florida State-Georgia Tech weather delay. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame was like at halftime. Yeah, yeah. So, there was a lot of weirdness happening. So, I turned that game on, and I don't have the bucket layer where I've got three TVs rolling. So, I'm just trying to be really diligent with my remote I'm not feeling well. I'm supposed to be blogging on the site. I'm just, you know, it's it's just a mess. And I turned the game on, and I'm like, "Well, looks like it's over." <laughs> and they gave up a 91-yard punt return I know. with a minute left. A Broke minute like left. Like eight tackles. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is just make one play, and no, 91-yard punt. Return. Well, I had texted you shortly
1: before that. And you're like, what's going on in this game? I said, well, UTSA just had – they just – Texas State just threw a pick six. UTSA is going to win this. Up <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, 13. damn it.
0: <laughs> and then they ended up tying it. I, it was just, it was utter nonsense. Well, and then to top it off, they get the 91-yard punt return touchdown, and then they miss the extra point to to take the lead. So they end up having to yeah. go to overtime. Yeah. And then we Which go is... to overtime. In the overtime, the two touchdown catches were just stupid. They were so mm-hmm. great. They're just throwing fades in the end zone.
1: And then the second one, I don't know if you saw this, but I saw it on Twitter. The holder on the Texas State Philgo Go had the laces in. So that's why I missed the Philgo go. And then UTSA kicks it on like second down. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? You're just asking to miss it. Kicking it on second down. But yeah, the whole the whole the whole game was all was just well, crazy. And that's what that's what we've been waiting on. That's a college football Saturday. You can't have a college football Saturday without having some a random game you had no intention on watching, you're mm-hmm. spending
0: w- way too much screen time on it for just because it's just Observe. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely insane. And this, the name of the game, though, in that game and in all of them was special teams. Special mm-hmm. teams were just – it was a four-alarm fire. I mean, I thought we had Craig Navar back there calling the shots again because it was a freaking mess. In basically every game – in I mean, the nfl I'm, too i'm trying to even think of a college football game i guess duke notre dame didn't really have one but aside from that i don't know if i can name one other game that didn't have some sort of stupid special teams thing happen to the louisiana game that we told you all to, to keep an eye on i, I really like that underdog that was two returns basically changed that game that's yeah. why they won pretty much yeah. um Man, Matt Campbell, it's got to be a t- tough weekend for the Bear when his boy Matt Campbell goes down. Like, he Not only guy. the
1: Bear, there was a lot of Iowa State hype from a, a lot of different people. You had Tim Brando. Get, uh, Tim Brando every year, and he's a, like a play-by-play guy. He does a bunch of other stuff. He used to be on CBS. Mm-hmm. He goes on Bomb and gives, like, his top ten. But it's how he expects the season to finish. And he's always got – like, a random team in there, like, making the playoff and whatnot. Yeah, One year he yeah. had Louisville playing the national championship, like, when they hit Charlie Strong. And then – well, his this year was – Iowa State was going
0: to make the playoff. Well, that hot take didn't go very well. Yeah. So, all the, all the Mike like, Matt
1: Campbell hot takes didn't even last through the noon window on the oh first man. real day of college football.
0: And it wasn't even, like, when everybody was playing either. They were, like, the only ranked – they weren't the only ranked team, but they were the the only ranked game early on. Before Notre Dame got rolling and Clemson ended up, well,
1: that's what they get for not painting the field. <laughs> I felt like I, like I was going to watch a like a a freshman game on Saturday at high school. Yeah, the, the field's kind of a mess. It's you know it's it's an early morning kickoff. There's it's, holes. The stadium inside. has no energy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> piece of junk stadium. I did like that they had the. Um they had the cheerleaders in the band like spread throughout the entire stadium. So he at least added a little bit of juice um, to hear the band. But man, Louisiana, them Raging Cajuns, they're pretty good. Um, And Brock Purdy, he was pretty bad. He was, I think he was like 13 of 27 or something. And people were talking to him like he was going to be the best quarterback in the Big 12 over Sam Ellinger. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, What are you you doing now, fellas? Billy Napier is obviously
1: a guy that as the season goes on, we're going to talk about, like, I think he's going to be a primetime candidate, if South Carolina opens. So I, I don't think he's the real story here. We knew like what he had cooking. The story was just um, Campbell's star. I think being dimmed a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think you saw a lot of people kind of got ahead of themselves on him where he pulled some upsets early and kind of got anointed as, you know, the next guy. But when you take a deeper dive into what he's doing. This is kind of what he does. He's 0-9, I think, against Power 5 opponents in September. True. They get out to really slow starts. He has yet to beat his rival because they play Iowa every year, like second game of the year, second or third game of the year. So he's yet to beat Iowa. He's got an FCS loss on a schedule, now a G5 loss. And when you look at Iowa State, this is what jumped out to me is that eventually, yes, like, you need to you need to develop talent no matter where you are. Like, you have to get players in there and develop them, but eventually you got to have some recruiting to fall back on. Mm-hmm. They're in the 40s and 50s every year. So, if you're not hitting it out of the park, developing-wise, and you don't have any star talent to fall back on, I think that's what you're kind of seeing with them. Because, like you mentioned, the receivers, they just don't have any talent there. That, I mean, that watching them, that's all it is. Like, they cannot get open against a, a good team, but they cannot get any separation. Purdy was never throwing to any guy. I mean, everybody was blanketed he was trying to throw to. And yeah. PFF had a stat today that said all his balls were – like none were uncatchable. Like he gave his guys chances. It's just <laughs> they, they couldn't get any separation. And then – That's crazy. They, their tight end is an All-American who was out for that game. Hmm. So, really, when you look at Matt Campbell, I just, it's just what I've kind of thought in my head. He's got – an all-time quarterback at Iowa state, maybe the best quarterback they've ever had. He's kind of cashed in early, but really they're kind of like everybody else. You know, he's got to win a lot of close games. If he doesn't, they're going to be just an average record. If they win a bunch of close games, he can have a 10. But the expectations have gotten out of whack for him because if you look deeper and just look at, you know, just the base talent, what he's bringing in, he just, he just doesn't do it for you. Like you should be able to recruit better than what he's done. And I think, and we're seeing from him, sometimes it's better to leave right away as soon as your stock's hot. If not, you can get kind of stuck at a place. And, and
0: that could happen to him at Iowa State. It, it certainly could. Um, and you know what? Is is Ames that bad? I don't know. I've never been there. I've never been to Iowa. Have you ever been to Iowa before? No, that's –
1: I have a list of bucket trips I would love Kentucky to take. Up there is Iowa City, mm-hmm. Kinnick Stadium.
0: Yeah. Do the Do Virginia
1: – t- Virginia Tech
0: Blacksburg. I feel like Stoops is eventually going to want to get that game with Iowa. just I mean, we get the damn bowl projection every year, and I'm just mm-hmm. thinking of all the versus his alma mater storylines once I mean once he feels good about it, he'll quit scheduling these max schools. I think the Iowa home at home will be the natural fit, but go on, you Virginia Tech it's another good one
1: off the top of my head, like West Virginia, I think be pretty cool. I think a lot of people be interested in that I know there's like the you don't want to go to West Virginia because you might get beat up or something because their fans are
0: yeah kind of rowdy. Well, but
1: like Kentucky goes to LSU like I don't know
0: <laughs> yeah right right um my dad went to that the Pat White game whenever Louisville was up real big yeah. and then they lost in three overtimes and uh you know he had not like horror stories that happened to him but like He's like, yeah, you know, you got West Virginia fans, and they're cussing you out during the national anthem, you know, and they used to sneak. <laughs> Part of that, I think, is just us being around
1: Louisville fans so much. They talk about it like it's.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's they, going, like it's they're walking used to through Lucifer's Rutgers. lair or something. Yeah, like come on, this, this is this ain't Rutgers, this ain't Piscataway. You aren't going right. to, hell, even Hattiesburg, I bet was you know mm-hmm. like the jungle for them. They're used to going to the Liberty Bowl where Memphis has mm-hmm. you know seven hundred fans,
1: right. Um, those like, are just three kind of regional, I think I think be cool to go to. And from a Kentucky standpoint, mm-hmm. I think you could have, have pretty good expectations, maybe going in there and win. But like I think Iowa City just seems cool. Madison, obviously, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. Jump around. Yeah, yeah. And there's
1: you know, obviously there's a bunch in the
0: Big Ten. Like you could go Happy Valley, Michigan, obviously well, Ohio State. Big Ten, they're playing football. Congrats, Donald Trump, you did it. President saved football. <laughs> Adam Luckett, what would you like to say to our president for bringing this football back?
1: Well, first off, I got, I got to mention this. Did you see Heather Dennich's latest tweet?
0: Oh, the the Pac-12 is coming back too. No, nobody yeah. cares Pac-12. <laughs> like, dude, seriously, nobody cares. Like, oh, we, we won't get to see Keaton Slovis uh, lose to Utah in the Pac-12 championship and like ruin their chances of. No, actually, they wouldn't use the. They wouldn't lose to Utah because Utah loses in the Pac-12 championship. So they would lose to like Arizona State or something weird. Or like, oh, we can't see that. Like, oh, sorry. Hey, I, I'm all for it. I just say think there need to be some
1: ground rules. Like, you cannot play a game before 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: Ooh, you either play it. It's either after dark or it's a.m. So it's yeah. like 8 a.m. You the get the big 8 noon kicks. Yeah,
1: big noon kickoff. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what yeah. I say. Just you know, litter me with options, four or five games to watch at midnight.
0: I mean, Please. how much of this really was just they saw other people playing, and they're like, oh, "Damn it!"
1: Well, Nick, they under uh, they just underestimated the player movement on this,
0: and coaches not falling in line in athletic directors (laughs) making noise i think they just assumed that coaches were going to be like oh we got a year off we're going to be fine like no that's not how football coaches work they they had too much time off as it was they misread the room obviously and part of the decision like we remember back then
1: like 40 and family were tweeting out delay is imminent college football season will be canceled like down that august saturday whatever that was Mm -hmm. and you know that was a that was a dark afternoon for a lot of people. But then SEC came out and was just like, no, we just announced. Because that was literally like right after our, the schedule, right after we got the SEC schedule.
0: Yeah, I think. yeah, it was that week. So SEC's I, we, like, no, we're, we know, no, we we're got not the Friday, We had the Friday news dump on the opponents. Yes. And then the following yes. day, it was like, college football is never being yeah. played again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they just didn't read the room right. They thought they would be a trendsetter, a leader. And they just got blowback. I think a lot of it, like, I think Nebraska had a big part of this. From the get-go,
0: wow. they were like. Wow, Nebraska. Good job, Nebraska. <laughs> they, I mean, <laughs> but they were the
1: first, first ones to really, like, back down. It wasn't just the coach. It was the athletic director. It was the president. It was the, you know, their media there. I mean, they they really kind of stood firm. And I think that gave other people confidence to speak out. And from a Big Ten standpoint, but overall, <laughs> Warren just he didn't he didn't read the room. He just kind of he made a big decision and thought everybody would get behind him, and that's just not how it worked. Now, there's obviously a lot more to play in the Big Ten because you like Michigan and Maryland. I think from COVID number standpoint, they're still in like pretty bad shape mm-hmm. as a state. Um, so there's more of that at play. And there's – obviously there were schools that came out and said that they didn't want to play pretty much. was like Minnesota, Rutgers, Michigan State. So there was more – it's not – whereas the SEC, I think everybody was pretty much all in on playing. So there there was a little bit more of that at, at play. And obviously we, we can get into uh, what uh, the POTUS did, whether that helped or not. Dan Wilkins saying it didn't. So if he's saying it didn't.
0: Oh, then it definitely did. You might it have to run with it. Did. My favorite thing was that they had like the parents like foying and suing over how it went down. And then you had them show up outside of Big Ten headquarters.
1: And like honestly, I, I, I don't I'm, think that really had much. I think it's more just the players and the coaches and the men like no the the school is not falling in line with what the commissioner says and make the commissioner makes a ruling. Well, it's supposed to be like, all right, he he's like the face of our our whole corporation here. We don't want to embarrass him, so we'll fall in line with whatever he says. But this time it was like, no, 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 we don't, no, we're not cool with this, or whatnot.
0: Well, it was like um whenever the SEC voted to go to a conference only schedule, and you had the one dude from South Carolina just like, oh, I think we should play Clemson still, where. Yeah. Even that was frowned upon. Like, that's how much – like, that was frowned upon, and that was really just a symbolic gesture. Whereas, like, there were three teams that were fighting against us from the get-go, uh, and, and many more that kind of quickly hopped on board. So, I, either way, like, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it because, frankly, I have I checked out of the story like a month ago. Uh,
1: Long story short, they rushed to a decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When instead of just waiting their hand, they should have known the United States of America is a football crazy country. And as soon as football starts being played, the people in those pockets that you stripped it of are obviously going to have some pushback for that.
0: And so I, I think uh, what, the what testing I'm testing obviously helps. Yeah, yeah. And all that stuff's fine and well. But really, what I'm. Uh, that that felt like it was more of like the Big Ten, they never really planned on playing. They just made up kind of excuses along the way. They thought they were gonna be the trendsetter, that they they'd be better safe than sorry. Uh, now they they at least do have some medical things to say, oh look, it, it changed for us. But uh, I'm not buying it. What what I'm most looking forward to out of all of this luck is for a undefeated nine win Big Ten team to argue they deserve to be in the playoff over a nine and one, either Florida or Georgia, who's like a one loss SEC team who didn't play in the SEC championship. That's, that's what I'm really ready for is the disparities in the games they're playing. And just like hell in the ACC, they're going to end up playing 11 games. So I'm, I'm excited for those playoff arguments. What happens if Ohio state has to miss three games for other teams COVID outbreaks or something oh, and they're six and zero. it's gonna be such a mess yeah it's gonna be such a mess because like i mean we've already seen in the acc they rearranged the schedule this weekend uh virginia virginia tech were supposed to play mm-hmm. uh they got moved back and hell virginia wasn't even going to be able to open their season till like october so they they moved up their game with duke to i believe next weekend so that they would Luckily, the ACC at least was smart enough to act uh, quickly. Uh, but that's the kind of shuffling you're going to have to do. And they've given themselves no wiggle room whatsoever at all. Eight games in eight weeks in the Big Ten. Right. That's, I mean, what happens if cancellation?
1: I mean, they're they're pretty much banking on this instant testing. So I think with that, it's, it takes out the contact tracing. Which we saw at Missouri today, Drinkowitz said ten days before they play Alabama that twelve players are out due to
0: COVID, whether testing positive for it or through contact tracing. The thing that I don't get is how come you have to sit you have to sit out longer for contact tracing than you do for testing positive. I guess maybe because it could take longer to get symptoms, but that seems yeah. to me. That seems off. I like, saw
1: somewhere today where they had a player that's been through that's been in contact tracing for like thirty seven days or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't squad. know. I don't know how that
1: works, to be honest.
0: Right, right. Which
1: eventually you'd be like, all right, which, dude, let's just get you. Well, yeah, we need to get this that instant testing as fast as possible, so we can so they can stop doing that contract contact tracing.
0: But either way, football's happening. Kentucky they had their third scrimmage on Saturday, and they had a little bit of contact tracing. Stoops said it got to one position group. He didn't specify which. I you know if I kind of read between the lines I can guess but I'm I'm not going to because it's nothing better than a guess um, and it sounds like it's at least early enough to where it shouldn't be a significant problem but the the first team they only did two reps because they typically only do two full contact scrimmages so they kept it light. Graham was pissed because they had penalties on third down so uh, <laughs> not a whole lot to, to take away from this scrimmage compared to to much. Uh, Many of the other ones, other than like well, it, we got a kicker now. Matt Ruffalo is going to be the kicker this year. And what's, what's your name for Mr. Ruffalo? The spicy Italian meatball. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, so, hey, I if, will say
1: with Ruffalo, we've seen him boom some kicks 50 plus. Yeah. He got a report. He's hit a 50, 51 or 52 yarder in practice.
0: Hit so a 50 I, yarder against Arkansas last year.
1: I don't think distance is necessarily his issue, it's probably just more. Can you hit that one from 36 from the left hash?
0: Well, and really the only bad miss I remember him happening was when he came in cold against Mississippi State yeah. and he hit one off the left upright. And, like, you know, I, I think that was his first kick of the year. So, yeah. like, I, I can't even blame a kid for coming He missed in. a couple
1: extra points, too.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think he was 18 to 20. or uh, so. Yeah, the and
1: name. then we heard Chance is going to do kickoffs.
0: I love this strategy now, too. Like, all right, you, you kick or you lose the competition, you're just kicking off. <laughs> it's got to hey, be keep, kind of – Keep them involved, man. It's got to be kind of like degrading, though, you know? I mean, at oh, least it's you're like, still in scholarship. It's like though.
1: losing a quarterback competition and you're the holder now.
0: Hmm. On PATs. stuff. It's, it's real. Real tough. the The other kind of good the good news we got was that Austin Dotson is seeming like we, you got you got a, a couple of guards to work with now because Austin Dotson has emerged and he talked to the media yesterday and he is a good old belfry boy and I, I think whenever fans hear from him he really really fits the the culture of the big blue wall.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean it sounds like they got a lot of guys. that they, they keep throwing up names. We've heard Quentin Wilson a lot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kenneth Horsey right there. Austin Dotson, and then Jeremy Flax. I don't know if you've yeah. noticed this. Him lately, they've been throwing him his name out there.
0: And I still don't know what they're. I guess they're playing him in tackle. The but uh, they they haven't really been specific. When they
1: talk about him, though, I, it makes me it makes it sound like it's a guard. Yeah, Because it, I, it's usually when they're bringing up guards is when they bring his name comes up. It's
0: true. It's true.
1: So. From that standpoint, it sounds like they got a bunch of guys. So, I don't think we'll really know until we see them out there.
0: Man, I'm writing an offensive line per position preview tomorrow. I should get to the bottom of this and figure out where Jamie Flax is playing. Um, <laughs> but it, it does feel like that they've got a lot of guys that they're at least comfortable with now. Um, and worse comes to worse, you bump Kennard down uh, to play guard. But uh, – Having the dots in development, I think, was significant. Uh, for Yeah, because
1: that for me, I just kind of, I, I didn't even consider him honestly coming in the year as a guy who could crack the rotation because he had been on campus for what is it, going on four years. We hadn't really seen him mm-hmm. at all or really heard about him.
0: No, no, nothing. So this
1: that's been kind of a a little bit of a revelation, but that's somehow that's part of the I think the uh, recipe over there is they get some of these guys that are slow cookers just take a little bit and by the time they're mm-hmm. redshirt junior they just throw them in there then you're like oh that guy
0: i remember him yeah and the way he put it too he was like um we didn't never really had pass block before you know he's, right. he, he's a wing tee lineman from belfry running with a uh, dudley hilton you know just their
1: their pass sets were for half halfback pass halfback toss pass or something
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you like know. he's like if we were running a pass like it was, it was like uh, Ed DeSales, we, we called it the waggle because we were wing T base. Um, we ended up spreading things out a little bit more. But hell, we pulled a guard and rolled out the quarterback whenever we passed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, that that's what he was used to. So it took him a while. And I think some of it was just the mentality. Like, yeah, I had to sit back and let them come at me. Like, I just didn't, you know, it, it took him a while to pick up. But he's done that. Uh, so that was good news to hear. And we've gotten some Joey Gatewood updates. We haven't gotten the big one. Lucky, do you think we're going to get the big one this week? I don't know. I don't know. I would hope so.
1: But I thought it would come (laughs) last week. Before then, I thought it would come that week.
0: Well, and even Stoops, like, Stoops made it sound like that they're basically just dotting the T's and crosses in the I's of a press release. Yeah, but they
1: also, NCAA just furloughed their entire compliance staff.
0: Well, he said it's with the SEC now because that's the thing about these interconference ones is they got to go through the league office, then the NCAA, then back to Do LA. I need
1: to drive down to Birmingham and have a talk with Greg?
0: Yeah. You and Greg, hash it <laughs> out. Maybe bring your buddy Bob. Bob will Bob 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 carries a lot of weight around Birmingham. If you can if Bob can mediate. Yeah, get, bring Bob the mediator in there. Uh, but it it sounds like like I, I'm honestly surprised the way that Stoops has put it. It's Wednesday night, we still haven't heard anything. Um, but the Gatewood feels like a Friday news dump. Yeah, you had Travis Graf reporting that there's like a quid pro quo that they're not going to play him against Auburn. Which, like, if I'm Stoops, like, I know you don't want to burn that bridge with Malzahn in the future if you get another guy from Auburn. But I would also just say, like, I mean, does it? Who cares? Like, Gus ain't going to be there that long. He I'm gonna not be saying forever.
1: Travis got that from, like, like, I'm sure he got that from her reliable source, but I just don't buy that.
0: That sounds just ridiculous. For, yeah. Like, I, it just I,
1: does. I don't, like, I don't see, like, Mark Stoops sitting in his office. Ring, ring. Hey, Mark. This is Greg Sankey. I've got Gus Malzon on the line with me. Oh, hey, what's up, Gus? Still running that rinky-dink offense? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll let you have Joey Gatewood, but he can't, like, what? no oh, like what is, I don't that just doesn't make sense That doesn't add up in my head but yeah we'll see I mean it might it could be true I mean if it's true like I mean crazier heart, things have like, happened what do you do like yeah that, that stuff can't happen
0: like <laughs> yeah but Mitch I I get you you're more of a basketball guy but damn it football's important too all right we can't be letting our quarterbacks be held hostage here by Gus freaking mouths up right but, but
1: I mean at take if if Gaywood was clear two weeks ago, let's just say that. Like, I still think his involvement in this game was going to be little to none. Kentucky, as a staff, has proven in these types of situations with new players to I mean, bring them play. in slowly. Right. And with the first game and doing like a change of pace thing, which what you would do with Gaywood Wildcat, and maybe having some like you know tricky ball handling type stuff where. You know, you run a reverse out of it or, you know, just whatever. I just don't – like, I think his involvement in a normal world would be very, very small against Auburn anyway. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think like, he's coming be, down there and he's going to – They yeah, would have like a handful of yards. plays,
0: tops. And maybe if the quarterback power works on a short yarded situation, they go back to it. But you're right. Like, I don't – even if he does get approved, I don't see it happening. Eddie Grant, actually, we finally – heard how joey has actually been uh progressing on the field and graham is like man he's just so tall he's got such a big arm he can just and and i thought it was funny that tall is the first thing that he pointed out but he's like you know he can just see some things that the other quarterbacks can't see he can make some throws other ones can't see but from the sound you know that,
1: that comment sounded like to me
0: yeah he's got a lot of work to do
1: yeah he's big and strong but like the accuracy really isn't there right now. And maybe he's, you know, he's kind of swimming in his playbook.
0: Oh, and it, it, that's definitely the case because he, for lack of a better term, the, the playbook is as big as it's ever been. And they weren't slowing things down at all for Gatewood and Allen to catch up. So those guys are swimming and you know what? Good for them. Like they're they're fine. Uh, if they got to come in in a limited capacity, then they will. Um, But for now, we're going to juice this offense up because it's Terry Wilson's offense.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that.
0: But other than that, there really hasn't been a whole lot of U.K. football news. Uh, Once the kind of (laughs) games kicked off, things have kind of quieted in on U.K. This is always the – and now
1: this camp is weird, but this is always the deadest time of camp.
0: Yeah, about ten
1: days before the game. Mm-hmm. Usually that week before, every like they start stop talking. Really, when they do talk, they don't give you really any much, pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Then you get in the game week, and the game week, and you're just waiting to get to Saturday, and then, then it starts flowing better after that, after the first game. But this is always kind of the dead time.
0: And unlike other times, we actually have games now, Um, but like it, unfortunately. This week's college football slate, it stinks. It's it's, it's garbage. It's, it's, very it's almost thin. as bad as the first week.
1: It is what you make of it. But,
0: yeah, you're right. I mean, this is thin, and it can get. I mean, but- Louisville-Miami, I'm excited for that game because watching Miami, Dear King is as good as advertised. I mean, that guy, Not, I, I know he had a couple highlights with his legs, but. He's very deliberate with his throws. He gets it out of his hands quick. And then we saw Louisville and Western. Western actually had some opportunities. That one guy you talked about uh, on the edge, that that was your your pick that didn't come through. Almost
1: um, backdoored. Almost the backdoor stayed alive just for a little bit.
0: But yeah, Louisville. I mean it was never really close. They kind of owned well, that game. They had the strip sack. And if you recover that, you're on the one and and you're right there. They had the I think they gave up third downs of like 17, 12. I mean, there was a six There was a, Well, there, they had a couple man, balls a that yard pass, you know, like
1: I think Cunningham's first or second touchdown. The safety it was four He through the slot receiver. The safety just took a bad angle. Like it should have been a pick and boom. then the, the Fitzpatrick coming out of the oh third quarter. Oh my god. That, that was be like insane. He he's yeah, trying to catch they, it like that, a
0: punt. Go get the freaking yeah, ball. You're safety. Yeah. You can't just yeah. wait back for it. This isn't the, baseball. You're under a can of corn.
1: When handicapping that game, I underestimated, I guess, the lack of foot speed in WKU's. Uh, well, you dimension.
0: also got to think about just Western Kentucky defensive backs in general. I watched plenty of them during the Brom Squad era, and you know, no offense to those guys. Hell, yeah. my brother was one of them. Mm-hmm. not always the best, especially against Louisville's yeah. offense, which, by yeah. the way, we got to talk about Louisville's offense because what a crock of shit that is. My goodness. i They are just – it is so frustrating to watch people get excited about Louisville football because it is the least deliberate offense ever. It's just like, let's shake it up and see how many 50-yard plays we can get. They're running it, – it reminds me of uh, an old game of NFL Blitz where you're just running to bomb every play. Or you're going up against your little brother – in NCAA football, 2004, and it's hail marys and speed options every single play because that's all they do. They don't. They can't. They can't sustain a drive. It's one big play and it's one big play. It's five bad ones and then it's another big play. Mm-hmm. And okay, yes, it is fun. It's kind of like Mummy Ball to an extent, but at least they. I mean, hell, even Mummy Ball was a lot of underneath stuff. So like, I don't even know what to compare it to because they roll out Mikhail Cunningham. They rolled him out. 33% of his pass attempts. What does that say about your offensive line? If you're rolling at your quarterback a third of the time, well you saw well you saw it, early that
1: you saw early WKU is getting pretty good push there on that offensive line. And that's a yeah. good question, Mark. Satterfield's offense is not it's not in the complexity of it. It's just their execution of it. They run the same. I mean, it's the six, seven, eight plays. They run the outside zone, both areas. They'll throw in a speed option and they'll throw in a jet sweep to keep you on your toes. And then off, everything is off that outside zone. So they'll run those boots, like you're talking about with Cunningham rolling out. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll stretch it to the one side, and then Cunningham will come boot, and that's when you'll see that tight end like Marshawn Ford last year made a killing off that play. Just play action, and he runs a you know a little crossover route. And then it's four verts. They'll throw four verts in there every once in a while. They scored like three times off four verts against WKU.
0: (laughs) And I just – I feel like it's going to be – But Cunningham
1: is really good. They get away with it a lot. um, And they don't need a lot of, I guess, extra concepts in their passing game because he is so good at throwing the deep ball. Like, he is really good at throwing the deep ball.
0: Yes, yeah, so I have to commend him for that. I also have to commend him for trying to get on the injured list in the first game. What the hell were they doing with him at the end of the game? Did they you? Was, uh, I
1: didn't. I didn't watch his, his press conference, but I would like to hear his comment on that.
0: Yeah, like it. It, it was because they were. He like, got a rivalry with Tyson Helton or something. I have no idea, but they were purposefully running him, like design quarterback run, and it was like quarterback power stuff too. Like it was. It was. It was very weird. He was and, it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Th- this game this weekend against Miami, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. They got game day coming to town, uh, which game day, it's weird without fans. It's weird that little fa- like it's not even being really talked about this week, I guess because you can't have fans there. Uh, it kind of annoys me, but also they initially weren't planning to go there. They were going to go to that Virginia-Virginia Tech game um, until they got postponed, but –
1: they probably would have went to BYU Army over it, too. But that game got postponed.
0: And now, like, I, I really do feel like this is going to be another Spider-Man meme game where you've got Derek King and Mikael Cunningham, two really good quarterbacks, and two bad offensive lines who can make really big plays. So, I mean, what, what does this game come down to? Like, at who gets hit more at quarterback?
1: Maybe. Um, or it could just be turnovers, you know but team turns it over in, in an opportune spot.
0: Yeah, yeah. This could ha- this Just has sad, potential to be man, the kind of nice silly spot. yeah. I mean cuz they held they had they had their punter drop one, they had another one blocked. Um not a good look for times. their punter <laughs> on
1: Saturday. And then he goes over and they they catch the camera saying it wasn't my fault. Yeah. Well like, bro, you did you took you 3 seconds to punt ball. <laughs> kind of is your fault. Like dude, that would have made me so mad. Oh, it's his teammate. He also
0: had, like, the long hair going, You got one like, job, bro. Like, it, it was a real – the ball on your damn foot. <laughs> You're backed up on the end zone, dude. Get in a hurry get know. rid of the damn ball. I, I don't know. I, know. I know. You think Mangus will I say know. he's like, uh, Luke, better than Max Luke, Duffy again? Oh.
1: <laughs> Won't take much, man.
0: Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. But
1: that, that game just uh, – I think – it's going to be a fun game. It, I really do think that. I think it's going to be back and forth. I think both defenses are probably going to have some trouble stopping the other. Now, Miami does have – it's just can they put it together. I think both of them looked pretty good last week. All things yeah. considered, when yeah, you consider yeah. everybody else, they both handle their business against inferior competition, against competition that has got some saltiness to it. Like, I think U, UAB and WKU are both solid yeah. football teams. They're, they'll be so nasty. Seeing them you go, learn, you go I think it's going to be a good game. I, but Boulevard's got to prove it can uh it couldn't put really punch up last year. Like the teams it beat were all teams kind of around them, but when they play teams with a pretty significant talent advantage, mm-hmm. they got their doors blown off. So now they're Miami has a talent advantage in that game. There's I don't think there's pretty much any denying it. Can they
0: punch up? Louisville showed their defense showed a little bit of tenacity. Yeah, they did. But the also
1: also, WKU ranked like 118th in offensive efficiency last year.
0: Dude, how bad was that quarterback too?
1: That quarterback has a has a rag arm.
0: Jesus, man, so, that guy.
1: Right. The passing game was 15 yards and in. So <laughs> King and them, they're gonna put I mean King's not the most accurate quarterback in the world, but they are vertically gonna take their shots down the field. Mm-hmm. And and then that to do really to do that, they're doing it to open up the or lighten the box so they can just run it downhill.
0: I think it's it's gonna be a unique matchup. The, uh, the, I actually, I I bet against Miami last week and I picked the wrong Florida school to bet against. I should have bet against Florida state Mm -hmm. because Georgia tech, even though they got 17 field goals blocked by Florida state, upset the cinnamon rolls in a delayed game where Florida state just, uh, that's, that's going to be a big rebuild for Mike Norvell. Um, uh, I'm not ready to pull out the, uh, let's, let's get the buyouts ready, but man, that's, that's a lot. It's gonna take a lot there. Whereas, like Georgia Tech, uh, don't look now, but hey, they they could actually go around and maybe Jeff Collins ends up being kind of decent this year because they can make some noise, yeah, for sure. I mean that that quarterback was good, and also, like, how how different is this Georgia Tech team than half of the other teams in the ACCs so Your Boston Colleges and Dukes, like, I, I don't see him being very different, and. Uh after that big win now, they are let's see, what, what's the spread here?
1: I can't seven and a half. It's
0: one of my plays this week. Oh, seven and a half. Wait, they're dogs to Central mm-hmm. Florida? What? Home dog. What? Oh man, the home dogs. You got they're barking, man. Come on, you gotta take the yellow jackets. This,
1: we'll move on to this, this week, but just last week, first start on Florida State. Like, they have recruited at, you know, top 15, top 20 level the last couple of years. But when you have all this coaching turnover, you can't hit on a quarterback. Just, you know, you're kind of a laughing stock. You're going to have some roster attrition. With a roster attrition comes lack of development. And so really when I look at them, it's talent issue first. Like Norvell's got to – like he's just got to get new players in there, new blood. Like, I think it's going to be a rough ride for him, but I think he's in a good spot because they're kind of desperate now. Like, they can't run him off. So, he's going to have some time to build it. Now he needs to start recruiting better. The recruiting class is, like, sitting at, like, high 20s or low 20s right now, which is not good enough. But they have a talent issue, and they have to learn how to win again. Like, in that game, they just – they melted. And we've seen them melt Mm -hmm. like that multiple times in the last couple years. So you know what – the, it kind of needs to be stripped to the studs almost and kind of rebuilt. Like, they, they're fractured right now.
0: The way that you put it, like it too, the learning how to win, that's something that I didn't – like, there were a lot of lessons I learned from being on this job, and that was the biggest one at the beginning of the rebuild is watching Kentucky mess up in these close games. And a lot of it was because those players remembered – what it was like to lose in those close games. And they almost acted as if they were fans where whenever things would get tight, you would just think about what could go wrong. Whereas when you get the new guys in, they're just, they're just out there playing they're just trying to win, you know, like they, they don't have that kind of second thought and that, that's how you learn how to win. And I think that's really what you're getting at now is these guys have seen some stuff and, that 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 mental effect is. Because you got some skeletons, that they've kind of lived through. Yeah, the scar you know, tissue. Right. Like, you can't break through it right away.
1: Yeah, and I think it's just gonna be a long rebuild. I mean, it's tough, man, because their their offensive line still got issues. Um, that he brought in a freshman that he can't really play because at quarterback because he's hurt. And defensively, they're how, they're just a shell. They're for that himself.
0: Uh, Chuba. He broke his collarbone. Who? What, in, I like, have, the middle of camp. How do you break a collarbone as a quarterback? Is this Mississippi State? Did somebody punch him again? <laughs> like, what the hell? Right. How did
1: that happen in practice? <sighs> I mean, who knows? If that if he did, that's not a really good sign. That kind of screams fragile. Or he's, like, clumsy as hell and just tripped over a bag. And so, like, I think you're <laughs> looking at probably mid early to mid-October before he maybe even has a shot. Yeah, and then at that get point, out you there. Don't,
0: do you want to ruin him? Like, you know.
1: Right, yeah, it's just, it's just a weird spot they're in right now. Uh, Norvell's got a, I think, a steeper climb than most realize. Cause me watching that game, I was just like, Georgia Tech just better. Like outside <laughs> of Jeff Sims throwing, uh, having two red zone interceptions and in that start for Florida State, Georgia Tech owned the game. And I'm not, I'm not talking about just from flukiness. It was just straight up mm-hmm. line of scrimmage. They just beat them up. Yeah, they own the game. So on both sides of the line, I thought. So, that that's – and then we'll see how good Georgia Tech is. Um, maybe they're ahead of schedule. But, like, for Florida State, it's just like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't in this situation with Norvell. Because Jeff Sims, for all intents and purposes, was committed to Florida State. And if you read between the lines, it was pretty much the mutual parting when Willie Taggart left. Mm-hmm. Norvell saw him. The rap on Sims was like, he's really raw, coming out of high school. He's not ready to contribute right away. He's going to be – he's a long-term project. Well, he didn't really look like a long-term project <laughs> in that game. So, he's maybe accelerated a little bit. So, Florida State, they mutually parted. He goes to Georgia Tech. And now you're looking at a guy who could be in a rebuild, any rebuild. get If you can get that quarterback early, it changes the whole outlook. Well, of action. North
0: Carolina. Like yeah, I mean, well, just
1: look at Kentucky with Stoops. The rebuild, the part of the reason the rebuild took as long as it did is because they could not find a quarterback.
0: Yeah, Drew Barker hurt, yeah. and so your
1: your fight, you're in you're in an uphill battle if you miss if if you miss on that first big quarterback recruit. You're right, Kentucky missed on Drew Barker. Mm-hmm. Georgia Jeff Sims was it for Georgia Tech, and it looks like they hit on him. North Carolina Sam Howe was it for Mac Brown. You're right, Teddy Bridgewater with Charlie Strong. Right, we see right. what Charlie Strong has done after. Teddy Bridgewater, he's been a shell of what those three years were with Bridgewater. So much in these rebuilds or when a new coach takes over is quarterback. you got to land the quarterback. If you get that first, it's a lot easier for everything else to fall in line. It makes your job so much harder if you miss on that quarterback.
0: Which, as much as I want to bash the ACC and just call them a bunch of Boston colleges and stuff, they do got some quarterbacks. And I think you would have to get to, like, the seventh before – I mean, it takes a while before you're like, okay, maybe there's a guy in the SEC better than him. Like, it's it's almost the exact opposite in the SEC this year, where it's just kind mm-hmm. of a quarterback's wasteland. The ACC, if there's one thing they took advantage of, of getting a little bit of a head start with other Power Five leagues, you look around and you see some of that quarterback play, and it's like, eh, it's pretty, pretty good.
1: Pretty good. And that's one reason I think people were a little higher on the ACC, thought they would do better, is because they've got – Good quarterback mm-hmm. play, and you look you look at this week with Georgia Tech. They're mm-hmm. getting home points against UCF. You know, obviously, no crowd or limited crowd it takes away a lot of the buzz they'll have, they would have for that game. But you're starting to see some signs with Collins, and they did that without their top recruit, which was like a top 50 running back, Jameer Gibbs. I think he is going to play this week by all accounts and purposes. That guy is a straight up dude. So you get you know you got the quarterback now, and then you get a running back like that. They could really be in business.
0: I was um I was looking at some of the lines and I was wondering how bad Louisiana Tech could be that they're five and a half point dogs against the Southern Miss team yeah. and fired their coach after that Rear.
1: line stinks. <laughs> and I just was like, what? Now Louisiana Tech they lost like everything off last year's team, but so I think still. that plays a part of it. Right, that's a rivalry game too. Those two,
0: yeah, uh, Rustin. Rustin, Louisiana. My parents have been to a game in Rustin. That, that, that's, you want to talk about hey, middle Nick, of nowhere.
1: It's officially time to start the fade Syracuse movement.
0: Is it, is Syracuse going to be our team? Yeah. We're jumping on it right now. Pit 20 in at one and a half point. Yeah. I don't Pitt care. Smart can't beat a team by 21 points. Like it. No,
1: no, there's no way. I'm telling you right now. Fade Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. I'll jump on it right now. I'm telling you.
0: Oh, they're man, not
1: we, making these lines big enough. It's going to take on five games to adjust
0: have you Have you been going to Indiana for these, or do you have a guy? I got a guy, but I will be going to Indiana here shortly, okay, yeah, cause i I didn't know if um, what I, I just placed bets with my friends, uh, you know well ten dollars here, a little ten dollars there. I wish there I would have that's the best way to do it, yeah, and, and that way, I don't get like ahead of myself and thinking I'm too smart for my own good. But it would have been fun to sprinkle, like, have some money on, on that Louisiana game. Here's my no. thing
1: with Syracuse. North Carolina slept walk
0: for three quarters,
1: and they covered a 22-point spread.
0: Man, yeah, North Carolina did not look great. And
1: Syracuse <laughs> put up, like, 1.8 yards per play. North Carolina's got what should be a good defense, but it ain't that good. Pittsburgh's got, supposed to have a really good defense. The, the offense – I saw enough in the offense last week putting up 55 on Austin Peay. They're going to cover that. That game's gonna be like thirty-four to three.
0: Oh man, thoughts and prayers to to Syracuse. We start the fade to fade, the Syrac- fade yeah. Syracuse. Fade. All the
1: all, the writing's been on the wall with that. I just right. needed to see it in person before I got on it.
0: All right, well, we're hopping on fade Syracuse. Everybody, that's free money. Doesn't matter how big those spreads are. We are fading the absolute hell out of Syracuse. Uh, I I don't I. I I liked a lot of dogs last week, like it, but I really can't say I do this week at all. I don't, I don't really see any in here. Well, there's
1: a lot of home dogs on the card, so that what it, that's going to go one of two ways. Either they're all going to get hot and hit, or it's going to be a chalk week, which would be boring as hell.
0: Yeah, Louisiana's
1: uh, in a tricky spot, man.
0: Yeah. That's, that's
1: a lot of points against a conference team on the road, a conference team that should be kind of And they run a triple option,
0: here. like that's a it's a weird well, offense. Well, that's not Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern, it's
1: Georgia State.
0: Georgia oh, State they Oh, playing. I'm getting my Georgia S's mixed up.
1: It's all right. It happens. But but either way, like you I think that's a weird spot for them.
0: Yeah, and especially after you get lot. the big you get the big win uh mm-hmm. on the road, you know, that's it's an easy kind of come down kind of game. Uh I'm also – Troy, uh, they, they are – is it Road Dogs? I just had it pulled up. They're they're a road favorite. They're a road favorite.
1: Three and a half. At, that's another game I like. Tell me what you're thinking on that, and then I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking.
0: Well, I don't know Middle Tennessee's personnel, but I know they'll spread it out uh, mm-hmm. and, and try to put up a bunch of points. So, are uh, you, you thinking the over? No, I'm thinking this. Okay. Middle Tennessee opened the season
1: against Army. They got the crap beat out of them. Like, they got beat like no one should get beat. And then they got a week off. And their expectations this year were supposed to be higher in the Sun Belt. When I look at Troy, I didn't love their new coach, the new hire. I don't think they're all that good. They shouldn't be favored over anybody on the road. So I'm going to take those, home, those points with a home dog. Right
0: Suck it Trojans. You're like going it just
1: down. for me, you got to look for spots like this, especially in a week it's like a this.
0: Week,
1: yeah, a lot of it, like a lot of these are you know spot plays for me. Like <sighs> Baylor, Georgia Houston, State feels like Baylor. a good spot. Middle Tennessee feels like a good spot. Georgia Tech at home feels like a good spot. Pittsburgh because we're fading Syracuse.
0: Yeah, I mean Baylor Houston should be a good game, but like uh-huh. I don't.
1: That's two unknowns about that team because Houston tanked yeah. last year and Baylor's got a new staff and they lost so much off of last year's team.
0: Yeah, um, and can you trust Notre Dame to beat anybody by twenty five and a half points? Even if it is a rebuilding South yeah. Florida, I don't know. Um, so not, an, I feel like there's not a whole lot of opportunity this week. But next week, whenever the SEC joins in and you get more, you pretty much get full slates from all three of the power conferences. That's when I think there's going to be some some wonky spreads that you can really take yeah.
1: advantage. And next week's noon slate, just look ahead a little bit is pack pretty stacked you got Kentucky, auburn, auburn sec network florida Ole miss oklahoma kansas state i think oval pittsburgh and there's another one i mean there's, big pretty, there's saturday. Not pretty good games at noon <laughs> right big big new <laughs> saturday
0: big new saturday well look like it uh oh there's one other thing i wanted to mention today benny snell football how much fun was it to see him get out in the open run all the spurs he away? looks good man he that, does. That was exactly what he needed. Just dropped about 12, 15 pounds, something like that. And the way that James Conner gets banged up all the time. That's what I was about
1: to say. NFL is all about opportunity. You know, as a rookie, they're going to invest some in you because obviously they owe you a little bit of money. But in the first two years, you got to make an impact somehow. And yeah. so a lot of it's going to be like when you get your chance in a game, you got to cash in. Now Conner's banged up. You go out, you're only. You wrote. I think there was only two backs that ran for over 100 yards. Week one was it one. him
0: and uh, Cod Edwards alaire Yeah, did he get over 100? Yeah, yeah. Because
1: he- I know McCaffrey and Jacobs both had big games, so they were both at like 95 yards. Really? Yeah. They wow. just scored. They had multiple touchdowns. Is why yeah, they scored in yeah. fantasy
0: that's that that adds up um whereas like benny there was there was a couple times where i was like especially there was a fourth and one late when they were salt the game away and they like ran a jet sweep instead of giving it to him it was like man he's so good they're already using him as a decoy (laughs) he
1: just he just looked you know he just looked lighter on his feet spry Mm -hmm. had some wiggle he just looked i thought he looked really good
0: yeah i think that's good
1: sign. hopefully he can get on a run here and with pittsburgh that passing game should be pretty good as long as Ben's back there. Yeah, he they he, got a nice
0: little receiver trio. Once Ben got into that d- rhythm in that two minute drill, like at first yeah. he looked like the oldest, fattest, like decrepit human being ever. You're like, why is this guy playing football? But he, he got into had to a nice get the little mus-
1: rhythm. He just got the muscles
0: warmed up. He's
1: <laughs> like me on the front nine. I stink, but on the back nine, I start hitting it okay.
0: It's really he. he was waiting until he got on the back nine, but right, he looked good. He had to make the defense. Turn. Dude, the Steelers defense is so good. Bud Dupree, holy crap! Like Bud is in the give me my money or what, what's the one thing? Uh, somebody bring me you my money. Better pay <laughs> me my money. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean that's that's Bud right now, man. He looked great. And One thing on that on that
1: game, the Giants' the line stinks for the most part. They couldn't block anybody. The right tackle, they he was just getting blown up all night. But Saquon. He, I mean, he's poor guy, he poor guy, but he makes a couple of plays. So you're just like, good night. Like that one little screen he caught and jumped over somebody, ran right? like, dude, it, he's, it, he's 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 like makes, the
0: modern day Barry saying he
1: makes fast people look not fast. <laughs> he's just gonna be stuck on that terrible team for so yeah, long. I know it sucks, but he's awesome.
0: Yeah, he really is. Hey, your boy Joey Burrow, the, the Bengals, are they was Danny Dalton really that bad or like what? I, what
1: I think the Chargers' offense kind of stinks because that oh, yeah, defense is not supposed to be that good. That's true. Offensively, I think the Bengals, Bengals have skill talent. They just can't protect. That's I'm the telling you all. with them.
0: I I know that I'm. I shouldn't. I'm really excited for Bengals Browns Thursday Night Football. Like this is going to be. I think it's gonna be a really good football game. Because all right, so I, I will say to take a shot at your Bengals, like it. Uh, and, and not my Steelers. They're my Steelers now. We've, we've made that uh, a fact now. I've spoke that into existence. But thank God for Lamar Jackson because he took the Bengals and the Colts off of the CBS games in Louisville. Since, since Lamar got here the last two years, they've been showing just all of his games in the local market instead of those crappy ones. So I got the chance to watch the Browns. And I actually liked what they did. With Stefanski, like, they were using more tight ends. Baker had more time. But Odell Beckham had the drops. I don't know what the hell was his deal. And then the Ravens, they got Calais. I forgot they got Calais Campbell. That dude is a freaking hoss. And he batted down one pass and then forced an interception on the following play. Really just kind of derailed the day for him. And then Lamar is just on another level. So, like, I actually – like, Njoku had a, a couple of great catches. Like, I think the Browns offensively, like, I liked where their head was, but they couldn't really lean on the run game at all because they were just playing from behind. Mm-hmm. I like think they, they got behind that eight ball just way too early. So, I, I think the Browns and the Bengals could be a fun game with a lot of offense on Thursday night. And I hope that I'm not jinxing myself because I really want to see a good football game.
1: The Browns, in part, like you're right, they want to get 12 personnel because they just signed Hooper from the Falcons. They got Mm -hmm. Njoku. They want to get in there and run the ball play action, make things easier for Baker. Because when Baker has to just throw from the pocket like that, he just gets – he gets balls batted down a lot. He can't see over the line. Yeah. So they have to move the pocket for him in certain ways, which is not what you want third year from a number one pick. (laughs) But that's kind of where they're at, you know. Right, right, but, but you, yeah, they they have they have talent. I mean, they've got they've got talent on that team. There's no denying. In the it, trenches, not so much, but.
0: Right, right. On the, on uh, Jedrick Wills, uh, started first game out.
1: ever at left tackle. Man,
0: he's gonna go up against Calais freaking King. Yeah, he had a rough
1: outing. Yeah,
0: that's that's tough, but that should be a good game. Um, the NFL is the 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 thing that I noticed, like just from watching all day Saturday and all day Sunday, like. I love the hilarity of college football, but it's so much fun to watch people who are just the best in the world. at it. Like Aaron Donald was just throwing dudes around. Like right. that guy, he's just on another level. Lamar Jackson just put his middle fingers up to all the people who said he couldn't throw. And he's just out there dropping darts. His only bad throw was uh, the, uh, the Clarks or whatever his name was caught like a one-handed grab and kind of bailed him out in the back of the end zone Their tight end. So like, Watching some of these guys operate, it's it's just a blast. Uh, and frankly, I'm just, if you can't tell, looking. Like I'm just so happy football's back.
1: Yeah, it was fun. This weekend was fun. Seeing red zone was great.
0: Oh, man. And we get to do it all again this weekend. And then the next weekend. This, but first, is, weird. this is like the only night without football or support. I know, but, fir-
1: but first, Pikeville Belfry, Friday night.
0: Yeah, Pikeville's got a quarterback who's a stud. Mm hmm. Uh, in Belfry, you know they're gonna run that wing T down your throat, so that's that should be a good game. How much fun was the Frederick douglass North Harden game? My God, they it took them a while to kick some rust off, and I think Douglas had something like six turnovers. But man, you were you nailed it like at Lavelle Wright. He played some hero ball, like some of those plays he made. Like there, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie though, I was getting mad because they weren't feeding him enough. And though they got a quarterback yeah. with a big arm, but man, it sounded Lavelle
1: like uh, they were trying to save him for that fourth quarter.
0: Hey, and it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, the gamble paid, paid off. off. Um, so that was a that was a crazy game that ended with a crazy field goal. Don't know how that went in, but a nice start to the KSR game of the week. But Pikeville-Belfry this weekend should be a good one. Uh, and then th- there was one other uh... – oh, man, I'm brain farting now. Oh, gosh, this is killing me. What else was supposed to happen? Oh, U.S. Open this weekend. Luck that's it. right. Who's going to win it? I'm rolling with Xander this week. I feel like he's due. Three
1: top fives and three U.S. Open appearances. He put it. I think that's really important this week. This this course is ridiculous.
0: Oh, man. The, the, rough,
1: I, the rough is like two year, Like Justin Thomas is going to be in the rough. It's going to be up to his shoulders. And then the greens have all these crazy slopes and breaks on them. So it's gonna it's gonna be carnage, but the that's what you're supposed
0: to be. That you put on yeah. your KSR golf post. I had in the morning post as well because it's the most ridiculous video I've ever seen. Where they're in the rough, and it looks just like your normal rough mm-hmm. that you would see at like a public course wherever you play golf. And there's a can of Palmer Arnold Palmer's just sitting in it. Like it goes to the top of the Arnold Palmer game. How in the hell are you supposed to hit out of that? Mm-hmm.
1: They are they're worried this week Nick since fans aren't there that they're gonna lose all these balls in the rough <laughs> so they've brought in like like a couple a hundred or hundred so more like volunteers or like amateur golfers or something to like to, and that's their job is to find these balls. they are worried about that like they're gonna lose all these balls because fans aren't there.
0: you know what I'm just glad that we're gonna have I, I feel like that's, the, just please the, let Bryson lose a ball please. <laughs> Oh, just please oh, let me have it. But like the PGA, what were the, what were they? Mark was like eighteen under or something. the PGA. I'm I'm excited yeah. that we're gonna get like a plus three that, winner of the U.S. Open. That's know? what
1: the PGA is. Is that's kind of more scoring. This is just uh, survival. <laughs> trench warfare out there in the golf course
0: oh we're gonna have so many different clips on like twitter of like dudes just like hitting it from one spot in the rough to the next this one you'll hit a perfect shot
1: if you just hit it in the like if you just hit it off by a couple yards it could roll all the way to the fairway it's
0: and i think that's why i I love when the courses are real tough because it's like well this is like watching me play golf and that uh, it's so relatable it can go the other way though.
1: If it gets too bad, where it's just utterly ridiculous, and it just kind of like this is just silly.
0: Oh man! But you know what? It's gonna be silly either way because we got golf, we got playoffs, we got football, we got everything happening at once. It's a great time to be a sports fan. And uh, you know, thanks everybody for hanging out with us and, and dealing with a, a slight delay this week while I was feeling a little bit under the weather. But hey, I don't, I don't think I sounded too bad. Too stuffy. It's like riding a bike, Nick. Once you do it, you can't forget how. You're exactly right. And we'll be back riding a bike. It'll be game week the next time you're hearing from the 11 personnel crew. Folks, don't geek. It's it's almost here. Football, it's back, it's happening. Just enjoy it. And go, Cats, go, Kroger.